Welcome to Strip It Back, the podcast which helps to simplify life and live in the moment with Joanne Panetta and Renee Talia. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Strip It Back. How are you going today, Renee? I'm going really well. It's a bit gloomy here today in Melbourne, so I'm really pleased that we are jumping on and sharing our magic again. Yeah, so beautiful, lighting up the day. It's cold in Geelong today as well. I've got my nonna blanket on. It's um, a day of cups of tea and just, yeah, chatting and connecting with people you love. So what a perfect day to record episode two. Episode two. So I do want to start off by apologising if people didn't see our little apology out there with the socials this week. After talking about stripping it back and our beautiful jingle that you created, I'm I'm responsible for the tech and I forgot (laughs) to put it on. But we will be jamming that with that at the start of this one. I will not forget that this week. Don't forget the Hawaiian shirts and the coconuts as well. Like, you know, when we're feeling a little bit cold in Victoria here, just when you listen to the song, it could just take you to some beach somewhere. Like, that's what I'm certainly doing. I love it. Now, this week um, we're exploring um, another area to strip back. You know, in true strip it back style, we want to have a look at parts of our life that we want to unpack a little bit further. But before we do, I love something that we started um, sharing with everybody was our little ritual to make you and I feel more connected. Now we are operating through a screen and we're missing each other, but in order for us to feel grounded and connected, we've been using um, the doTERRA essential oils to, I guess, link us. And today I intuitively selected lavender. And yes, and I'd love you to share with everybody from your wealth of knowledge a little bit more about lavender. Beautiful. Lavender. I feel like everyone's had an experience with this oil, but really this is known emotionally as the oil of communication and calm. So if I go to my little emotional book, it tells you that lavender aids for verbal expression and calming the mind. Specifically, it calms the insecurities that are felt when one risks their true thoughts and feelings. So Mm. I think that this is a really beautiful oil, given what we're diving into in our topics today. And life is all about communication. It is, and I love that we um, we are so aligned. That when you when you read those um, those descriptors that you have, I just sit there and go, "Of course, that's the oil we chose today." I, I love it. Now, um, I do have to share a funny story. I'm grateful for the aroma of lavender because today I have the beautiful pleasure of living with my parents and um, mum's roasting capsicums. She got them from the market and the house smells like a roasted capsicum. So mix that with a little bit of lavender, you know, we're we're absolutely, we're we're in an aroma essence here, that's for sure. Beautiful. I bet you it's going to be a beautiful lunch though, whatever she's cooking up. Amazing, amazing. (laughs) Now, life. That's our topic today, just just life, you know, stripping back life. Now, to, to, I guess, narrow it down a little bit is the topic we wanted to uncover was life as we know it in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to um, ask you to open up the conversation today, Renee, with, I guess, sharing what life looks, feels and sounds like for you in this present moment. Yeah, so... For me, I am back in lockdown, so it's feeling a little different and we had that little bit of opening up and coming back. And 
it's a different mindset, I would say, this time around to the first, but it's for me, it's been a mindset of what is really important to me? And I think that's the question that I've come back to. And it's funny that a lot of the things that are really important to me aren't really silly things anymore. Mm. It's been probably the biggest shift for me because I have always grown up in cities, lived in cities, but I realise that the things that I really love to do are my rituals and my getting out in nature and walks and cooking and a lot of those things I can still do and it's really about creating them within this time as joyful experiences and I know we touched on the idea of joy last time Mm -hmm. in our in our episode and it being that how can I bring the things that I love of my travel and cooking, we spoke about, you know, our descripting words into our current world and what it looks like right now. So I think it's definitely a mindset shift but also coming back to feeling into what is actually important to me and how can I create that with, I guess, the restrictions that we as society have to live with at the moment like there is that element we have to live with what has been dictated and we can fight that or I can come to the term of as through the yogic lens this is what is right now and have some acceptance in that and create from there in my being what we can yeah you're so right one thing that I as soon as you said the word we can fight it and Mm. that's bloody exhausting you know, it is what it is. And we talk so deeply and authentically about being in the moment. And that's all that exists in right now. You said you've been reflecting a lot about what's important to you. And I can certainly connect to that. Um, And as soon as you said, they're not city things, I went, yeah, me too. Um, Which is really, really interesting, because we've both um, lived in probably one of the most incredible cities in the world, which is Singapore, city countries, you know, whatever you want to call it there. And that was so um, idealistic for us in that present moment of our life. But one thing we both connected on was how much we were missing the connection to earth, to nature, to grounding. And um, yeah, you're right, getting out for that walk in this time of, I guess, isolation for you guys in inner city Melbourne I know you're certainly craving nature. So I can make that link between our time in Singapore and how our perspectives on life have shifted quite a bit. Oh, exactly. And you even think about the holidays that you would go on when you were in Singapore. You would always be choosing places where you could ground again. And I think that's really interesting. Like my best part of my day, a little nugget of wisdom, is going for that walk, which just says that we are so connected with nature so it's coming back to that that essence really yeah and I'm sitting here in a moment of absolute appreciation and gratitude I'm only an hour down the road from you Mm. and my life looks a little bit different um the only difference is is that I don't have the word I guess adhered restrictions so dictated restrictions but I must admit that as a family and as a collective we've probably made the choice to be a little bit more in and a little bit more, I guess, 
aware of who we spend our time with um, and how much of that time is out socialising and connecting. And when you actually strip it all back, what's most important are the family members here in my home and my closest friends here in Geelong. So um, as in the present moment, that's all I want to do. I don't need to go into the shopping centre. I hate it anyway. I don't need to go out to a restaurant. I have no interest in even going to the big supermarkets and doing my shopping. Um, It's like going to the local fruit shop and, you know, going to the butcher, going to my uncle's farm and gathering and things like that. And you're so right, that whole stripping back what we think is most important to us in life has become really clear for me. Um, family, family and close friends, that's that's literally it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's been a beautiful time to sit in with that and always come back to, and we don't do often those reflecting moments enough. And I think that this has given us that time and it doesn't mean that we can't yearn to be able to have a little bit more like for me freedom because that's definitely something that also I had to mourn on that for a little bit in a few days and I'm sure that a lot of people have found that in that frustration of that Mm. so we always talk a lot about owning your feelings and allowing yourself to feel the feels and I think that Throughout this time, there will be almost like a little roller coaster of what that feels like. But if I step back and think prior to, say, this pandemic, life always throws things at you. Yeah, certainly. It has definitely magnified it, Mm. but there are always life choices that you need to face. I think I said to you earlier um, when we were chatting um, off off air, it's like this pandemic has thrown us the ultimate challenge, like on steroids. Of you know, if you can handle and navigate your emotions, how you respond, how you, I guess, plan and create and you know look after your whole essence during a pandemic when life throws at you the challenging things of you know we're both in partnerships and we're both in relationships things like oh honey where's Christmas this year or you know what are we doing this weekend or um you know when it comes to family and friends and connections like they're going to seem so small right because I'm like oh I I got through a pandemic mate I can do anything you know like I've learned that, you know, getting my anger out in anger release techniques is so important when I'm dealing with a pandemic. Um, so when I'm feeling a little bit angry at my sister or my tia or someone, I can just punch a pillow and scream into it or something like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this. I got this, right? <laughs> but it's true, right? It's thrown it at us at a, at a tenfold and we're like, what do we do with this, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it feel like those little Choices are going to be a walk in the park after this. Let's go with that. Let's put that intention. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll hold each other out. It's recorded and now in the public space. So <laughs> when I'm having a meltdown, when it becomes, you know, when, you know, Matia and I are from different parts of the world and once we're finally back together, if I complain about, where's Christmas this year, remind me of this conversation. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> season three, episode two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I do need to touch on that as well because that's in my space. And um, you talked about mourning and feeling um, a little bit uncomfortable with the isolation. I think it's the elephant in the room is that, yeah, I'm still apart from Matia and we are using communication and using all of our strength to foster a relationship for what's to come. So, um, yeah, every time, every now and then I kind of give myself some perspective about how well we're doing with that and really encourage people around me to sort of dig in and just know if it's away from your partner, 
you know, financial strain, struggling and challenging working with children, the possibility of remote learning again, we all have pretty massive things that we're working through. You're not alone. And there certainly is no space for, oh, yeah, I know, but, you know, I'm just feeling this. You must feel worse. No, no, no. You feel what you feel and hold each other and hold space for that regardless. Oh, I love that. And I think when we can do that and hold our own and be okay with others holding theirs, it's almost like a a permission slip to rise together and feel, feel it all. I love it. I love it. Um, I have another question for you. I'm on fire today. Wow. Ask you a question around um, what you're doing to keep yourself healthy, right? And we talk about healthy as being all facets of life because um, there is a physical illness that's, you know, impacting people's lives. So physical health, mental health, social health. What are you creating in order to keep yourself healthy in life in this present moment? Strip it all back. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what, not a lot has changed for me because I all am always very conscious. But what probably has been the difference is my routines. And okay. that's probably been the biggest. But from a, and if I look at it holistically from the body sense and going out, the food I'm eating definitely is a big portion of wanting to get the pranic energy, that goodness, you know, I feel like that's very foundational and people know there's knowing and then there's doing mm-hmm. in that sense. So we know that the foods that are going to help our immune system and we've definitely got a lot more of those in our diet. Um, then from a mental space, my meditation is definitely still there daily. All, and not just sitting meditation, I'm really got getting into, which is where I started my meditation journey, into a lot of moving meditation as well. And I think as women, we, we quite like to flow. And so this is really a beautiful style to pop into the practice. Um, what else am I doing? Definitely a nature walk is a daily occurrence. And those little things that I forget because they're such ingrained rituals like my morning and what I have and my first thing is a hot lemon water with ginger and apple cider which really helps warm my internal system before I go and pop in other things which is going to help with digestion, my tongue scraping, all those little things that are so ingrained that really help my body to perform the best it can throughout throughout the whole day and sleep mm-hmm. sleep 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 mm-hmm. like we are in bed nine o'clock at the latest every evening okay so that is me setting myself up for a good eight hours I wake up at 5 30 every morning and that's for me to have my morning ritual of putting myself first before having to get into that doing of of a day. Hmm. Hmm. What about you? What are you finding is your things that you're keeping yourself healthy at this time? Yeah, um, I really love that you use the words routine and ritual because that's kind of where I focused my energy at the moment. Um, Sometimes the word routine as a pitter, so as someone who's really structured and organised but also can tend to overdo that and send myself into overwhelm, the word routine, I'm like, 
oh, it's just a bit too much sometimes. So I've been really understanding the difference between, I guess, routine and ritual and how they can work together. And yeah, the way that unpack. What's yeah. Okay, so this is how I understand it. So um, my, my superpower is I have the ability to tell things through story, right? So if I was to tell a story about the difference between routine and ritual, this is what it would be. Ritual is the divine feminine, the floaty, the beautiful, the magic, that whole um, a ritual. When you think about ritual, it's like I light a candle and I dance and it's magical and it's calming. Routine is like i got to get myself organised, get these things done and structured. So routine's like the power businesswoman in a suit, like, yeah, I'm going to get all this done. Ritual is like the goddess with her hair out dancing with no shoes on, right? I'm both. I am so both. So in order to dance between the two, you just have to get it. Yeah, and I want to say everyone's got both because it's masculine and feminine energy. It's the yin and the yang, the sun and the moon. And it's about them guiding through life in this essence together and that's where magic can be. And sometimes you can be doing a little bit too much of one and the other and this is where we can often feel this out of balance balance, or that leaky energy. Let me tell you, I have been. For the last fortnight, I have dropped way too much into my routine, right? And I got in my head, I dropped all the beautiful aspects of my being that are around ritual. Don't get me wrong, I still follow all of the medication for my, um, I guess, I, I have a balance of East and West medicine to help with my physical health with my thyroid. I still work very closely with Philippa, who we had as a guest, to help me regulate and all of, all of my health. I still scrape my tongue and have my tea and eat accordingly, but I dropped the joy aspects and the fluidity aspects of rituals such as movement, dance, um, you know, movement meditation. Um, I was so fixated on getting things done to make myself feel good that I was actually not feeling good and just getting things done, if that makes sense. And that's quite vulnerable for me to admit because I would say that I'm somebody who is very aware of the importance of an overall health, right? But it comes back to my overall goal in life at the moment. Step out of my head and drop into my heart and my body. But what's magic is I could catch that. And so now I'm kind of back on it. So now I really understood the importance of rituals. So for me, I make my choices each day and I have co-created them with the power and magic of something that I want to become, to be, to do, the beautiful big picture. Strip it back is the, the I guess, the fruition of those choices. I love it. Um, and then I journal. I move my body um, intuitively, whether that's through dance, whether that's through some gentle yoga. And I sleep. Sleep is really important and diet. So very similar to you. And instead of me feeling like I have to do all of these things before a certain amount of time, I have allowed myself to feel into what feels right, to to create more swing from ritual to routine. The problem is when you go too much to ritual and you're just fluid, in a world where I still have a job four days a week, I still have, you know, a housing areas to clean and maintain and live and do, you need a balance of both. So Absolutely. And this is, I'm glad you mentioned that because my getting up at 5.30 was me allowing for, yes, my time to put me first, but also I'm doing a very masculine yoga practice at the moment. I am getting up and doing uh, a sequence known Ashtanga, which is very scripted, not my favorite, not what I teach, 
but I'm doing that for myself to allow myself to have that structure to keep going on with my day. And I find that by doing that, it's allowed me to flow into my day a lot more and allow them the creativity. It's like my masculine holding my feminine and allowing this juggling act between between the two. And to come to that awareness of that's what you need, that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hearing from what you're sharing that when you had that awareness and could come back, you're able to cultivate this or recultivate your ritual and how that's going to fit with you. And it's all right. I want to segue into are you saying it's okay to change your mind? Yes. And (laughs) it sounds like a really simple sentence, but that is that question, is it okay to change your mind or, yes, it's all right to change your mind, that's so powerful, so powerful. And we think we're like, yeah, yeah, of course it is. But do we actually embody it? Yes. Mm. <laughs> There's so many places where that can show up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's that inner critic again. Um, you know, we are, you and I, I can speak on behalf of both of us, we're extremely driven humans and we want to be of service we want to speak our truth we want to do things on this planet that are going to create opportunities for ourselves and the people that we love and that's why we create this podcast for you all the thing is when we set ourselves high achieving goals when we create possibility when we dream big sometimes along the way if we tune back into our intuition and we tune back into what feels right, sometimes we're like, oh, actually that doesn't feel right anymore. And it is okay to change your mind as long as you've made that decision from a space of love and what feels right. Would you agree? I would agree. And I feel like there's a big shift in the paradigm of how the world is going to come around. We don't know what we're spent stepping into, right? There is a new normal that's going to come and we get to create it. Mm-hmm. And that to me is a little bit exciting. You know, it, there's a shift. I feel like even amongst women that I'm working with right now, business women, mm-hmm. they are doing business differently. The paradigm of relationships, the paradigm of lifting together and the change of perspective of, oh, but if that client goes there, then I don't get them. It's like, great, I've sparked something for you. Mm. And really that rising, I can really feel that, that that's somewhere that's yeah. happening all because it's okay to change your mind. And I feel like this is where it's happening and I'm definitely doing the same in my business at the moment and online if I didn't get this experience of pivoting online, like I'm sure a lot of companies have had to do it in this time, you wouldn't you wouldn't maybe have gone down this road. Exactly. And now this is another like forum. Oh, it's so, so powerful. Absolutely okay to change your mind when you come back and tune into what feels right for you. Yeah, and just be aware of, and I think we touched on it a little bit, this whole dance between your intuition, your being, your true self and your ego, you know, and I know we're going to unpack that in further episodes to come. Sometimes what we know, sometimes what is safe and sometimes what is already existing is what we naturally go to to keep us on that path of safety. But having the power to say it's okay to change your mind and kind of silence 
all of that is really powerful. Um, and that's an awareness that has just recently really dropped for me. Um, I've changed my mind on some big things in the last couple of months. It's huge. And I will unpack with our beautiful audience as we go. But I'm telling you, I've changed my mind on heaps, you know, in the last couple of months. And I'm so grateful that not only do I have this forum to speak about that with vulnerability through story, with you, with our community, with my coach, it's just really powerful. And the more and more people that can sit there and say, oh, I've changed my mind on that, there is no judgment. There is no nothing. It's it's operating from love over fear is your winner. So I think, yeah, I think that's really key for me. So what do you think holds people back from the idea of changing their mind? Do you think it is the judgment, the mm. what are other people going to think? Mm. So there's told you so, mm. right? These are, this is some language. Like I, I'm tuning right in. It's like told you so, ah, uh, yeah, there's those people, you know, those big dreamers, if they only just, you know, did this, this, this and this, it would have been safe. Um, the idea of looking good <laughs> versus looking bad, um, the vulnerability it takes to admit I've changed my mind because I was wrong or it didn't feel right, you know, that, that's really important. Like that's there's four really big facets there that you could unpack in such depth. Um, but ultimately we're our own harshest critic. Yeah. I'm a failure. I didn't see, see, I can't do new things because of this, this and this. I said I'm going to do that because I've got integrity. But sometimes actually it's more integral to tune into what's true and not what your head thinks. So that's that's big and deep and philosophical, right? Yes. I'm sure there's someone and everyone gaining some little nugget of how they operate as a human being yeah. and yeah, how that looks for them. So. Yeah. And we will unpack. We've got some really interesting topics that I know we, we, we set the standard. We set the, self, the standard for us to up-level this season. And they're some of the things that I'd really like to unpack. And, and if you have some topics that you're interested in as listeners that you're thinking, oh, actually, mm, I could really love, I'd love their perspective and hear their story about that, please let us know. Definitely. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you before we begin um, wrapping up our episode this week is, we talked about what you're doing to keep yourself healthy, healthy and, and happy and balanced. I wanted to ask you if there's anything that you have removed or changed your mind on linking back to those two topics in order to make yourself feel more grounded and in this moment right now. Is there anything for you? I have removed... Um, I always wasn't listening to a lot of external but it definitely is something I've become even more removed from. I don't watch the news. Um, I'm in a household where my husband doesn't watch the mainstream news and we, we still are informed, but we go about it different ways. He reads a lot more than I do. He is very global in his the way he collects his information and where he gets that. And then he knows that I'm quite easily affected by energy and will just tell me snippets of what I know. And I need to also, when I'm getting on conversations with people, know that, oh, this person is probably going to go down that road. How am I going to create being okay with that without making them wrong with them wanting to share more of that energy with me? So that is probably the thing during this particular time that I 
am doing right now in my being when I'm communicating with loved ones. God, we're so aligned, seriously. Yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's different for you because, I mean, you're living with your family as well. So how does that look like? Because you don't have the control of everything, yeah. the devices that are on around the house. Yeah, so it, it comes back to crystal clear communication and boundaries. Um, I am very blessed. My parents are extremely open-minded. My parents understand and appreciate, much like your husband, Joseph, I'm quite global in where I get my information from. Um, my partner is in Europe, so we have, you know, information. We've got friends that live in different parts of the world. So when I hear information and when I gain information, it's of what what's, I guess, I guess it's a little bit more open-minded. I'm going to use that word than just say, for example, just the Australian media media in its current space. What I have to be very careful with, though, is making sure I communicate those boundaries with love and, again, not make them wrong and them not make me wrong. Let me tell you, we disagree on a lot of things, but it's all done through such authentic conversation that it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know that, you know, or dad or my, dad might say, well, can you tell me, more about that story and I can share that with him and I'll say oh and dad what did he say about restrictions for me going back to my school and things like that so it's this really important balance and dance between the two but one decision I made is that I've actually removed myself from social media for a little bit because like you I am very stimulated by energy and I was working out that I was spending time unconsciously going back to my phone for social media intake. Now, I have so much pride in who I follow on my social media. It's close friends, very influential people, positivity, um, very, very eclectic, but that's still radio, like their noise, and I just don't have space for that at the moment. And we talked about this pendulum swimming from routine and ritual. We also have to talk about the pendulum swimming with information. So there's information from one perspective and information from the alternative and both too much all at once is just as unhealthy so Mm -hmm. I've made the conscious choice I've tuned in during meditation and I've said I need to remove that for a little while so that's what I'm doing and I just want to read books and chat with my friends and cook and for me that's what works well at the moment your detox is yeah a really balancing. I mean, we'll speak about it another time, but I've done that where I've done Vipassana and things like that in the past where I've gone and physically yeah. removed all of it. And there's something to say about coming back to the core for that and listening in. So yeah. I can't it's wait not to with me because I'd love a trashy one soon. Oh, yeah, and I actually have that's in that book is they're actually they're on a health retreat. They talk about Vipassana. Again, nothing's coincidence. It's hilarious. Oh, I need to read that book. It's really funny and I can't wait to share it with you. Like books sorry what's it called for our listeners just in case they're wondering or if they've read it nine nine perfect strangers by leanne moriarty it's really good it's really intriguing it's story it's but again i'd go and pick up a trashy novel and of course it's about holistic health and betterment and all that sort of stuff kind of like when i started watching a tv show with you know messages and ideologies that i actually believe in Nothing's coincidence. We're just magic, that's all. Oh, okay, well, I think we need to leave it there for today. But, Joanne, in true style today, what's your small win or something that you've stripped back just today? Um, my small win was I had a, a really great conversation with my girlfriend, Jane, who lives in Sydney, and we hadn't connected for about a week just with alternate time style, timelines. She runs a gym and she's so fit and amazingly healthy. And she said to me, right, when we have a chat, I want you to make sure you're out for a walk. And I was like, 
oh, I'm in my pyjamas, I really don't want to. But it was great because I got up and through her motivation, not only did we have a fabulous chat, but I was out for a walk while she was walking on her treadmill and that was my small win. So I've had my movement already. Oh, that's so beautiful. What about you? Actually, for me, uh, my body, I was listening to my body this morning. I got up early and then I went back to bed, which is not like me. I usually just stay up once I rise and I had a really good sleep in, which I needed this morning. So my small win is just honouring my body and what it's telling me. Well done. That's rare for you, actually, a sleep in. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, as always, I've absolutely loved um, our session today. I always walk away from it feeling energised and my cup really full and already bursting with ideas about what we want to talk about next. So tune in, let us know what you think, keep those reviews coming and connect with us um, with any questions. We're here for you. We love you and can't wait to connect next week. See you later. Thank you for tuning in to Strip It Back. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you could kindly leave us a review. 